ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Six to seven billion dollars is well and truly too much for a 12-day sporting event. I will not take money out of hospitals and schools. Stated cost overruns, in our opinion, are a gross exaggeration. Uh, is it a comprehensive letdown for the athletes, the excited host communities, First Nations Australians who are going to be at the heart of the Games? and the millions of fans that would have embraced the sixth home games here in Australia. Two voices there. First was Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews cancelling the 2026 Commonwealth Games over a cost blowout. The second was Craig Phillips. He's the Com Games Australia chief rubbishing those numbers and expressing disappointment. That anger was echoed by the event's international governing body who says it received just eight hours' notice of the decision. It would be darkly ironic if the home of the self-proclaimed sporting capital of the world provided the death knell for a competition that survived 22 chapters across more than 90 years. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Today we've spoken to senior ABC reporter Tracy Holmes and 2018 Com Games boss Peter Beattie to try to best understand how this transpired and what it means for the future of the event. Tracy, why has Daniel Andrews and the Victorian government pulled the plug on the Commonwealth Games that were to be hosted in regional Victoria? Well, Daniel Andrews says that a cost blowout would mean that instead of being around 2.7 or $3 billion... It is in fact at least $6 billion uh, and could be as high as $7 billion. And I cannot stand here and say to you that I have any confidence that that even $7 billion number would appropriately and adequately fund these games. And that in this uh, economic environment, that was just not going to be doable because there would be too much expense for no return. So instead, the money is going to be put into social housing. It's going to be put back into grassroots and community sport and any sports facility where, um, you know, improvements are starting to be made, they will be completed and therefore everybody in the community benefits. Um, But in no way could he look at something that was going to um, blow out to almost double the cost of the original plans. Security and transport and all manner of other services, if you like, elements of putting on such a big event. I think the public are generally going to be receptive or understanding that sometimes you've got to prioritise things other than elite sporting events. But surely a state government has the capacity to understand what an event like this is going to cost, particularly a state that has run a Com Games previously. That is true, and I've heard a lot of people saying that just in their initial reaction to this news. And I think that gives an indication also is that, you know, budgets that you do two years ago, things have really changed quite dramatically. You know, people that are living on the edge at the moment, uh, they will tell you that the cost of living has increased a lot. And, And that is where, you know, governments plan for one thing and it can turn around overnight. You make your best estimates. You get external consultants, you consult with those who run Commonwealth Games, the Commonwealth Games authorities, senior officials are involved in that, and then you go and do the work in a pretty volatile economic climate, uh, and you get actuals. We're seeing people in this very different prospect to even a year or two years ago, 
you know, when initial plans and budgets were put forward, times really have changed. We know also that there's lots of construction companies that have just gone to the wall. So I think there are real concerns and this is why the government has decided they just can't justify looking for extra money. Let me talk to you about what we did because the Queensland government set a budget and we stuck within it. In fact, we returned money to the Queensland government at the end of the event. Now, that required the board, and we had a good CEO, we had a good minister, working intelligently, thoughtfully, innovatively to keep costs down. And there were a number of things we did, even getting road control devices in place. Some of the quotes we were given were ridiculous, so we had to manufacture some of those ourselves and then sell them after the event. It's not easy, but we did. Tracy, how is the Commonwealth Games Federation reacting to this news? Uh, They're not happy. They've issued a statement, which you can read on uh, their website. Uh, Initially, their first reaction uh, was one of surprise. They said they were only given eight hours notice of this announcement. They weren't given any options to sit down and maybe discuss some kind of alternatives or whether a solution could be found. They also mentioned that at a board meeting as recently as one month ago, the money that was talked about, the budget that was talked about, was 50% less. They were looking at a budget of around $3 billion. The Premier today was talking about the fact it had blown out to $6 billion. Stated cost overruns, in our opinion, are a gross exaggeration and not reflective of the operational costs presented to the Victorian 2026 Organising Committee Board as recently as June this year. It also raises um, issues around uh, recommendations that they had given to the Victorian Government saying... Don't take it to the regions because that is just going to inflate your transport costs, your security costs, your accommodation costs, etc. But none of those um, elements of advice that they had given uh, that was also forthcoming from the Commonwealth Games Australia organisation were just ignored by the government and they believe this is what contributed to the cost blowout. What do you think this says to the world about Australia's capacity to hold global sporting events? Is it not a particularly good look for us? Oh, it's not a particularly good look. doesn't matter what person's politics are or whatever. When you cancel a major international event, certainly not a good look. Look, I think there's, there'll be an element of embarrassment for sure. Damaging. Nobody wants to see an event that is planned suddenly have the rug pulled out, especially all of those that were coming to compete. It's really disappointing for all the people that were going to work on it. I don't think I've had many days in my career that uh, would rank... Uh, with this one in terms of level of disappointment. I think the embarrassment level will be minimalised because we do have a good reputation and people will be thinking, if they're not going to do it, there must be a very good reason why. I think it does raise questions, though, about the future of the Commonwealth Games itself. Let's dig into just that. Given SA, New South Wales, WA, Queensland, they've all indicated they don't want to pick up this event. In terms of a movement, in terms of a global event, did we just watch the Com Games die in real time? I'd hate to say that, but I can't help thinking you are right in describing it that way. It was one of those things where the Commonwealth Games continue to try and find its space amongst a very packed calendar and professional sport that has risen in so many different ways. You've got incredible leagues in America now, which are not just American leagues. They are international leagues and people tune into that. You've got the Olympic Games and FIFA World Cups that that people tune into. But I think these multi-sport events that are not global, but are limited to an area such as the Commonwealth, I don't think they have a place in the global landscape today. And as sad as that is, it's almost though an era of history 
has come to a close. The problem is the Commonwealth Games has been under challenges for a while. In a sense, the Gold Coast 2018 Commonwealth Games were a challenge. The Commonwealth Games were trying to find their own niche, which they did in the Gold Coast. There were, as you know, it was the most inclusive event. And in addition to that, we had the most significant cross-section of events, if I can put it in those terms, that the Games had ever had. But look, it was going to be in in South Africa and that event was cancelled. Birmingham then picked it up. So Birmingham was a success. It's really hard to see where the Commonwealth Games are going to go. They've had challenges holding the event. The Canadians have never really been that interested. They had them once in the past. Unless there's someone in Asia, like Malaysia or India, and the last Games in India had its challenges as well, unless someone like that picks it up, I think the Commonwealth Games' future has some real challenges. How do you think Australian athletes will be feeling today with this news? Look, I think they'll be disappointed because there are a whole lot of people who can get to a Commonwealth Games, frankly, that won't get to an Olympics. And it does give them rewards for their efforts, their training, their hard work. Quite a lot of people will be disappointed. The Commonwealth Games was a building block. Some of our great athletes started in the Commonwealth Games. Freeman's a good example. And then she went on to be a legend at the Olympics. So it is a building block. It gives people an opportunity again to compete so, look, it, is, it will be sad if they don't go ahead. And, I, look, they're fighters. I, I don't think you're going to see it give up without a fight. But it would be it would be tragic and I think would be a great disappointment if the Commonwealth Games folded, and I hope it doesn't. What about the implications for the Brisbane Olympics? How confident can we be that they can keep costs on track in that state and even deliver the event now that we've seen this one fall by the wayside? I did ask the Queensland Premier that a little bit earlier today because I just happened to be at the Women in Sport uh, Summit. She said there's a very big difference. So we have the new norm now, so that's point number one. Uh, Point number two, we have 85% of the venues that are already needed. And then thirdly, we actually have the agreement with the Commonwealth Government on that remaining infrastructure. But I think in some ways that is also quite naive because no Olympic Games (laughs) in the modern era Uh, has ever come in under budget or on budget. You only have to look at the changes in the economy like we've seen in Victoria just in a couple of years. We don't know what the world landscape, what the economy, what the security situation is going to be like come 2032. It's a very, very big ask. Uh, And so I think they'll be, you know, they'll be looking extra carefully now at every single thing because of what's happened in Victoria today. I think they've got a good organising committee. You've got very heavy representation from the state and the Commonwealth on it. You've got to remember the Olympic organisation puts money into these events. The Commonwealth Games Association in London doesn't. Uh, the costs are borne by the state governments and that's why Victoria ended up with the costs on their lap. Whereas the Olympics now do put money into the state and therefore they're in a much more financial position. Now that doesn't mean that they can get out of budget. Of course they're going to have to watch the budget very, very closely. And building infrastructure is incredibly expensive. But I, I think the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games are just chalk and cheese, totally different events. Uh, and you've got, I think, a pretty experienced team in, in Queensland. So I don't think there are any great implications for the Olympics in, in Queensland. Peter Betty and Tracy Holmes, thanks for your time. Pleasure, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Headlines. Cameron Smith is back at the British Open a year on from his maiden major championship. While last year was at Royal St Andrews, this version is being hosted from Royal Liverpool. The world number seven admitted he was emotional, handing back the famed claret jug. It's nice to be back. I just had to hand back the trophy there. I I thought I was going to do all right, but I was actually holding back some tears. So a bit of a moment, I guess, that crept up on me. But yeah, that's what I've been saying to all my mates. It'll only be a week and we'll be drinking out of it again. (laughs) 
England has confirmed Jimmy Anderson has been selected in place of Ollie Robinson for the fourth Ashes Test with Australia. The tourists have yet to confirm their 11, but the big questions around David Warner at the top of the order, whether Josh Hazelwood replaces Scott Boland, and if all-rounder Cam Green comes back into the side. One unexpected face in official Aussie kit in Manchester, sacked Suns coach Stuart Dew. Apparently the former Port player has a friendship with South Australian Travis Head. Alistair Clarkson has returned to North Melbourne for the first time since standing down in May. He won't be coaching just yet, but the expectation is he could return to the role before the end of the season. And the AFLW's eighth season will include only 10 rounds. It gets underway on September 1st. All fixtures will be hosted at suburban and regional venues. The grand final is scheduled for December 3rd. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. If you haven't given us a rating and a review yet, why not? Do us a solid. Find the thing with the stars. Give us five of them. Cheers. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.